1: Curling fans, as America's best curling teams prepare to compete on the world stage, you've come to the one place with everything you need involving USA Curling. It's the Extra Extra In podcast with Price Atkinson. Get ready for everything that you need to know. News, interviews, points of view, anything involving Team USA forming and the 2018 Winter Olympics in South Korea for Team USA curling is found here. It's the Extra Extra In podcast with Price Atkinson and the 12th In Sports Network crew powered by Isagenix.
2: All right, welcome into the Extra Extra in podcast with the Twelfth in Sports Network, powered by Isogenics. Price Atkinson from Twelfth in Sports Network, and my man Jerry Gertz, president and CEO of Curling Zone. We are high above Baxter Arena without uh, our man Joe Calabrese, who has departed the premises and is now back home cozy in his own domicile, back in his own cozy bed.
3: Sounds like enjoying an (laughs) early turkey dinner from what Facebook uh, was saying.
2: Shout out to his beautiful wife, Elisa, for making a uh, delicious dinner tonight. I I saw that. It, uh, It wasn't the lobster that she said is his other favorite dinner, but it sounds like it was a Thanksgiving feast nonetheless, a big homecoming welcome for Joe at home tonight.
3: Considering that Joe eats nothing, like like bread, meat, and that's it. I would
2: day. like to see this feast because the fact <laughs> he eats naked tacos and naked hamburgers, I don't know how elaborate this feast could have gotten, but I'm sure it was delicious. Yep, yep. So <laughs> we're are, look,
3: I'm sure we're all looking forward to turkey dinner next week. Oh, uh, right?
2: we are. That we are, Mr. Gertz, but let's get into... What was a very, very big, exciting day? Obviously, we know the finals, day two, but we had to have a couple of winners to force game threes, or if you want to look at it another way, we had to have Heath McCormick and Nina Roth win their respective games to become crowned Team USA in advance to play in the 2018 Winter Olympics, Jerry. That did not happen, and by that I mean... The winners from yesterday did not win again. We march on. We will now play two tomorrow as they will both be decisive game threes between Nina Roth and Jamie Sinclair. And on the mid side, John Schuster and Heather McCormick. This morning, or this afternoon, I should say, Jamie gets a 7-6 win in 11 ends against Nina. And tonight, a 9-4 victory for John Schuster against Heather McCormick, Jerry. Let's get into the women's side first
3: another nail-biter very exciting game right down to the end extra ends for a second uh, consecutive day it, it's hard to pick between these two teams both are are playing uh, you know pretty well and and making a lot of shots and uh you know it's it's really tight out there you can feel the tension between the two teams and uh you know there isn't a lot to pick between you know our our, our key matchup I think kind of played into the, the result again today, the uh, the battle of seconds. Eileen giving and uh, Vicky Persinger. Um, Eileen's typical strength of, of drawing was uh, a bit uh, lacking today. She threw a 69% uh, on her draws. And, you know, for Nina with the hammer, I really thought there was a good chance this series was going to end today. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the strength for that team. and And for her... She needs Eileen at second to be able to execute on that game, and and uh, they kind of fell short.
2: All right. It was really – I don't know where you want to – you kind of look at some of the ends. There were missed opportunities, you know, throughout the game, and, you know, Nita didn't get her first deuce in the game until the 10th, and it was a 10th in where – Jamie really had the chance to to end it. It was, I think it was a missed double that was a little bit thin that left Nina shot, and she draws in for her deuce, and it was her only deuce of the game. But even that, I mean, there was Nina's last stone that was a little bit heavy. I think it was in the ninth, and Jamie stole one. I, you can go back through a lot of different ends, but it, in the end, I think what I saw was Jamie Sinclair put the tenth end behind her when she really had the chance to end it. Uh, and she gets her one in the 11th. Put back, you know, put behind her a couple misses to get the win. And I think that showed a lot of character.
3: Yeah, I think the turning point was really that eighth end, um, a miss sweeping call on uh, Roth's uh, t- uh, team. Roth's part, uh, Nina throwing that last shot, that uh, that double that they played. You know, they could have hit the open one. You know, that would look like it was probably the safe option. Yep. they called out. Uh, coach al Hackner and they talked through the scenarios and and the call in the end was that double you know hit half a stone roll across catch the one on the outside yep you know that rock in the center was corner frozen to the uh, you know to a uh, to one of their own stones it just seemed though that they panicked uh, release out of the hand um, they called sweep and they actually hit it quite a bit too thin. You know, it probably needed to curl up at least another half inch or so. And, and and to be honest, it was it was one of these situations where I think they were concerned that, you know, if that over curls, it's going to hit it on the wrong side, jam, and give uh, uh, give Jamie a chance for uh, yeah. three there. But in reality, there, it, you had to really throw it bad yeah. to get three. So a bit of a panic call on the sweep, something that you don't really expect from Tab in the house. You know she's pretty cool, calm, collected for the most part, and and I and, and you know what Nina noticed late at the end, you know, yeah. And, but it was a little too, little too late by the time they got there, and and then uh, big shot by Jamie Sinclair in nine. Mm-hmm. She makes that big double and uh, essentially forces Nina into a draw for one. Nina's draw in nine. I'm not overly worried about that because at the end of the day, turned around, grabbed a deuce in yeah. in ten. And would have been in the same scenario in the last end of the game. She would have been tied in 10 if she made that draw. Instead, she grabbed her deuce and, and was tied in the extra. So, you know, just a couple spots here and there. Nina, you know, didn't make the key shots when she had to. And Jamie stepped up and 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 made them. So, uh, you know, good battle and... Uh, You know, I'm excited for tomorrow's matchup. Yeah,
2: I thought there were some nerves a little bit there at the end. I mean, this thing is coming down to the wire. It's just a dogfight between two so evenly matched teams. I want to get your take on that first. But real quick first, let's hear from Alex Carlson, who curled, shot 88% today, the vice skip for Team Sinclair. Alex, take us through the game. Obviously a back-and-forth affair, but one that you guys really seem to get control of late.
4: Oh, I felt like we had control of it the whole time. So I know that we didn't necessarily have the scoreboard ahead most of the game, but we, we definitely felt that we were confident and in control. Even when it's tied, we play well in close games. Um, we ended up tied with Hammer a couple times, and that's yeah. it's a great spot for us to be sitting.
2: In the tenth, Jamie misses where you had a chance to end it. But how did she? How did she refocus? How did you guys talk about it when you were down on the ice to kind of just look, put it behind you? We got to move on. We got the eleventh. We still have Hammer. We got control.
4: Yeah, well, even before that end started, we went through and we knew that if we gave them two, we had hammer in the extra end, and that's a fine spot to be. Um, and she made a, a pistol on her first one, and, you know, it's a bummer to miss the second one, but we addressed it. We, like, clarified what happened, make sure that we're all good, and then we just toss that right out the window and move on.
2: How does it feel now? You get the win today, you even this thing up, play for it all tomorrow.
4: You know, we do good in these sudden-death situations. You know, put our backs against the wall, and and we seem to thrive. So I'm pretty excited. You
2: guys excited about tomorrow? Should be a lot of fun.
4: Yeah, it should be. I'm excited. We have have a great set of fans here cheering for us. All, of, all you guys running the production stuff and all the media, we're having a blast.
2: All the best. Congratulations. Thank you. And that was Alex Carlson, the vice skip for Team Sinclair, talking about putting yesterday behind them to bounce back today. But Jerry, I thought some nerves maybe. you know again, these teams were just duking it out. I don't think it was the game was separated by more than two points until Jamie got the steal of one in the ninth. It was razor thin. These teams are so evenly matched it got we obviously know how silent it got here on some of those last rocks of a couple of the final ends. I just thought nerves kind of crept in there. I mean Eileen uh, threw it through the house and it just a li- it's just a little bit more on the shot.
3: Yeah, it's it's one of these things. This ice is so fast, and uh, it's and the players
2: talked about tonight that they thought it was even faster tonight than it was yesterday yes. on the men's side. So I'm sorry. Go ahead. So
3: so yeah, that you know that will play into it. It's one of these things. I've heard split times of 4.1, 4.2, which is backline to, to to hog line uh, from the thrower's side and. And speed like that, it doesn't take much to slide a rock through the rings. You know, you're talking about a slight extent, extra extension on your shot. So, you know, we talk about Eileen's uh, shot in the extra end where she had the opportunity to bury around the center guard and yeah. and really put some pressure on Sinclair. And instead, you know, through that heavy, the other part of it too. You know, this is the biggest stage for all eight of these players. Yep, nobody's ever been in this kind of a situation before playing for the olympics and all that stuff and it's one of these things when you get into a big game like this your body does things to you that you don't expect the adrenaline that's running through your body you know you kick out you know you want to throw uh, you know board weight and all of a sudden you're firing out with uh, with up weight normal weight and you know it's just a natural tendency that you have to step back take a deep breath slow slow everything down and, and realize that uh, You know, everything's going to be a little bit more than you expect.
2: After the game, Monica Walker caught up with her. She was obviously elated and excited to play in a game three tomorrow with everything on the line. Here's Monica Walker. All right, Monica, just take us through it. You guys obviously forced the deciding game three. Some big, big shot making today. Just talk about the battle.
5: Yeah, the first half of the game was pretty even. Um, Wasn't really sure who was going to get ahead. But then in the second half, um, we really just had a change of momentum where I felt that we took control of the game and we were able to dictate um, when we were scoring, who had the hammer, and just take that extra leap forward. What was what
2: was the end in the game that you felt like kind of turned it in y'all's favor and control?
5: I think it was eight. Really, um, we just people started making some great shots. Like Vicky and Alex really started making some great shots, um, and that just built the momentum up and we started feeling more confident, um, and that boosted us into the ninth and the 10th.
2: How was today different besides winning, but how was today different on the ice for you guys? Did you feel like you were just sharper today? Was it? Did y'all play better? Was it just the same? You just made some of the key shots?
5: I think that's what it is. Um, I thought we played well yesterday, uh, but we just didn't have um, some of the key shots go our way. And today was a little bit different. Um, again, we've made the, the key ones when we had to. So
2: Awesome. Good luck. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you. All right, and that's Team Sinclair's lead, Monica Walker, after the game. And, you know, one thing that Jamie Sinclair was asked about uh, down in the media scrum after the game was the decision to call a timeout in the 10th. She had one to burn. You know, she called it really essentially because she had one to give, had one to that one to burn. You can't carry it over. And just simply to give her a few more minutes to kind of get ready, I don't know if that gave her more time to think about it. You know, you hear about icing the kicker sometimes, kind of getting out of your rhythm. I don't know if that got her out of her rhythm. I understand why she did it. Um, but she said it really it, it didn't affect her.
3: Yeah, it's and this is part of that adrenaline thing that rushes through you, too. I think, you know, a lot of times, you know, you think, you know, let's stick to the routine. You know, let's keep it the same all the time. But it's that it's that in that adrenaline running through your body that you know you, you do have to step back just a tiny bit yeah. you know realize that you know it's it's going to affect you and it's not a bad thing to do to take that extra time with the time out and you know make sure that you're making the right call and and uh and you know making sure that everybody's on the same page
2: yeah well after the game two becca hamilton they. uh you know, they, it was a dogfight. There's nothing really to be ashamed about for Nina Roth. You live to fight another day, and that's exactly what they will do tomorrow. Here's Becca Hamilton after the game. Becca, just take us through. You send it to extra ends. You get a little bit of a break there, but you send it to extras. Just talk about the game today.
4: Um, I just don't think we came out as sharp as we did yesterday. Just caught on the wrong side of the inch a couple of times, and we have to sharpen up.
2: What do you guys do uh, to get ready for tomorrow?
4: we going to have to just sharpen up for tomorrow. I mean, we're on the wrong side, so...
2: Good luck. We'll see you tomorrow.
4: Thank you. All
2: right, that's Becca Hamilton. Curled and shot a game-high 93% today, Jerry. But, you know, again, it's just simply what we expected. You know, we've talked about this all week. We talked about it on our Trials Preview Special. These teams so evenly matched. And, you know, like you made, – we've said it several times here. I feel comfortable with either of these teams going to the Olympic Games because they are just playing so well either one can get on that podium in South Korea
3: yeah I totally believe that both these teams I'd consider top 10 ranked in the world now Uh, you know when you look at uh, Nina's performance so far this year on tour I think they currently rank somewhere around sixth overall in the year to date uh, Mm -hmm. on the uh, world uh, team rankings order of merit which the way it works is that when the season is over the current year becomes the starting point for next season so uh, so it really sets themselves up. And, and uh, I was talking to uh, Coach Derek Brown. Yep. You know, they're hoping to make sure that the teams that win here get into the Grand Slam event in January mm-hmm. in Camrose, Alberta, in Canada. And uh, Jamie Sinclair, I think, is only about 12 points behind uh, Nina. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that puts her right on that fringe. I believe that, you know, she's right around 11th or 12th. But a win here would be enough points to actually leapfrog over Nina and put her up into that six seven range as well so you know when you think about the way the order of merit is set up there's quite a few canadian teams in that mix yeah you know the the other countries that are there you're looking at hasselberg from sweden you're looking at muirhead you're looking at uh, the swiss teams there's three of them up in that range as well you know the usa is really primed for a medal on the women's side
2: yeah Again, Jamie Sinclair gets a 7-6 win today in game two, forcing that decisive game three. That one will be played tomorrow morning, 10 o'clock East, or Central Time here in Omaha, 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Should be a fantastic down-to-the-wire affair. But Jerry and I are going to step away real quickly. We're coming right back. we got a whole lot to get into about tonight's men's game. That's next here on the Extra Extra and Podcast. Price Atkinson sitting with me, Jerry Gertz from Curling Zone. Be right back. If you're looking to buy new curling equipment, don't settle for cheap imitations. Hardline came onto the scene seven years ago and is at the forefront of high-performance and recreational curling equipment. Hardline's ice pad is the best choice when it comes to brush heads, which is why top-ranked pros play with it, including world champions, Team Gushu, as well as U.S. men's and women's national champions, Team Schuster and Team Sinclair. Whether you're looking for brooms, the Pro Slide delivery aid designed by Reed Carruthers, or shoes and apparel. Take a look at Hardline and see why they are the number one choice for curling equipment. Show this sponsor your support by going to TESN.US and clicking on the Hardline Ice Pad logo. Alright, welcome back in to the X Extra, Extra and Podcast with the 12th and Sports Network powered by Isagenix. Price Atkinson with TESN and Jerry Gertz. Curling Zone. Alright, tonight's men's game, Jerry. Heater McCormick, John Schuster. Schuster obviously lost last night. Comes back tonight with a 9-4 win in a score that is going to look lopsided, and it's because of one reason. Schuster was in control. It was 5-4 in the ninth, but Heater's last rock. Schuster's got hammer. It picks, veers off course. John puts one into the house, draws for a four. That ends us sing 9-4.
3: You know what, that pick, I think, was just a, a, a mercy uh, by the end. You know, fire alarms were going off in the building all night long. Team Schuster was absolutely unreal on the ice tonight. High, Mid to high 90s throughout the entire lineup. And, uh, you know, our lead stats, uh, my stats assistant, uh, Amelia Young, was statting the game. So... I have high trust in those numbers. <laughs> and uh, She's
2: sitting within earshot of us right now, and I think she's smiling as you say this. We might have to get another microphone over here, Amelia Young, just to give us some more commentary on the statistics that were abnormally, or not abnormally, uh, through the roof is what they were for Schuster. You look at everybody, nobody threw worse than 93%. Yeah,
3: it, it was a performance that sort of carried over from the end of the round robin. Yeah. You know, the the Schuster that we saw yesterday, you know, I think that uh, break, they were off the ice for 24 hours while Heater's team had that tiebreaker, that late night game, then the tiebreaker, you know, I think that definitely affected Schuster. They, They were not prepared and ready to go for last night's game, but they regrouped. And, uh, you know, the results show for themselves.
2: Yeah, Tyler George commented that they came out maybe a little bit too relaxed last night. And here's what Tyler George did have to say about that and more after the 9-4 to win over Heater McCormick. All right, Tyler, uh, obviously you guys forced the deciding game three. Obviously mission accomplished, move on to tomorrow. But the game tonight, great, uh, awesome game. Hate to see a pick. Game wasn't decided by it, but just kind of talk about the end, you know, in that ninth Then,
6: Well, honestly, uh, you know, we'll never know now, but we thought that the ice was a little tight for the shot. It really cuts hard once it gets across the center there. We thought it was already curling a little bit. Uh, don't know if it would have overcurled or not, but he's got to make something really good to not have us have a shot to get at least two, three. Um, and worst case scenario, you know, if he makes something great we miss, we're tied up coming home with, and we knew that the whole end, so we were... Perfectly fine with letting them have a chance, you know, to maybe kill the end. But uh, we'd always have a crack at a big end if we get a half miss. But yeah, you, you don't want to see it end like that. And, you know, we apologize to those guys at the end of the game there too, and. Uh, you know, it, we, we feel great about how we played. We feel like we deserve to win. But, yeah, n- you never want to see that happen. You guys, uh, you've been in these
2: situations before. I mean, John talked about it last night. You, you, you know when your back's against the wall. You guys have come through many times before. You do it again tonight. Just kind of talk about how y'all turned the page and just came out ready to be aggressive and take it to them.
6: Well, we really just talked about being ourselves. You know, we just got away from ourselves a little bit yesterday. Uh, we, we focused so hard on being relaxed that we got too relaxed. And I think we lost our intensity a little bit and lost our rhythm. Uh, and we, you know, our, our post game meeting last night and our pre game meeting today, we really talked about having fun, being ourselves, going out, owning the sheet, you know, and just acting like the best team in the country, and that's what we got back to today. What do you guys do uh,
2: tonight, Game Three tomorrow? I mean, what do you, what do you say in your meeting tomorrow? Just let's go out and do what we know how to do.
6: I think we say exactly what we said today. You know, be ourselves, go out, have fun, enjoy the moment, and own it. You know, and you know, don't, uh, don't play like you're, like you're playing for something. Play like you, you know, you're just going out there and. Playing a lead game, you know, relax and that's when we play our best. Congratulations, we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, Bryce. We'll see you. All
2: right, that was the vice skip Tyler George, who shot a game high, or excuse me, second high in the game. He shot ninety six percent. And what John Schuster said after the game was asked down in the media huddle, he basically said, "When Tyler George curls like he did tonight, when he's on, he's the best player in the U.S. He is the best male curler in the U.S." And he said, "I want to make sure you note. Know, Not the best third, not the best vice skip. When he curls like he did tonight, he's the best player in the U.S.
3: Yeah, and you know what? You need a great third to be successful in this game. And uh, Tyler has the shots that matches really well with the game that John Schuster likes to call. I think John has got himself into trouble in the past when he's had strong hitting teams that, uh, you you know, guys like Jeff Isaacson and Jason Smith and... You know, you go back through the lineups that he's had, and he's always had great hitting teams. But John loves to put rocks in play and, and call yeah. a more aggressive game. Tyler George is that guy, yeah. And this is a perfect match for for the style of play John likes to play and the game he likes to call.
2: And, and as Tyler said, and, and John said it tonight afterwards too. John said we had to be more aggressive and we needed to be aggressive early when we got an opening we had to go through and we had to take it and that opening you know in the second end they get they get a three to go up three one after the second you know they didn't have hammer tonight but that was Schuster he mentioned it too he said that was our first three of the week you know and especially last night when I don't believe they even got a a single deuce in the game
3: yeah you know what they were Throwing everything at McCormick's team tonight. Uh, that three in the second, Heater made a triple on his first shot. Had a chance with his second one to make a double and and, and limit the damage to two. Mm-hmm. But, you know, f- ends after that. The McCormick team was facing multiple stones all the time. A regular call to the Chris Ply's rock <laughs> removal service. <laughs> Got to throw that out to Jason Knapp from uh, NBC uh, S-N for yep. that uh, nickname I think will uh, will stick with, uh, with Ply's uh, going forward.
2: I do too and you talk about shots of the week here what do you think? Is it a top three? Is it number one? Is it top five? I don't know where you put it but right now I'd put Chris Ply's conservatively in top three with the quad on his second stone in the third end that uh, the heater ends up getting one and draws it to three to two. But, boy, that was a pistol.
3: Oh, absolute beauty. You know, running back, Schuster Stone, uh, removing three stones from the rings, plus the shooter to count four there. Um, you know, that's that's what happens when you face a, a high 90s squad against you. Yeah. Sometimes there's just nothing you can do.
2: A debatable topic up here in the bird's nest, whether it was a quad, was it a uh, – was it a uh, was it a was it a run back triple? I think is what Terry wanted to go with, but to me, it was a quad all the way. When you take out four, when you remove four stones, that's a quad.
3: Yeah, when we mark the stats and stuff, uh, it, it's all about how many opponent stones you have to remove. Yeah, and the key is is when you throw back uh, okay. an opponent stone, it's got to leave play too for it to actually be a good shot.
2: Yep. All right, after the game, uh, obviously those guys, Heater McCormick, uh, Chris Plies, Tom Howell, Corey Dropkin coming up short, but again, they will play, they will do this over once again tomorrow. That one's going to be at 6.30 here in Omaha, live on NBC Sportsnet, 7.30 East Coast time. But Tom Howell after the game, obviously disappointed, but knows they're going to bounce right back tomorrow. Tom, just talk about the game. Obviously, the way it came down to the end, just an absolutely awful time to have a pick and really just destroy what was a, a great game. Yeah, yeah. Um, we had a couple opportunities early. Uh, we're on the wrong side of a couple of rolls, uh, but felt pretty comfortable. Tried to maintain our patience, and then obviously the last end we just played the ninth got unfortunate but that's the way the game goes sometimes so i well, to see it but what was different maybe about tonight you know between you guys and the way they played i mean just similar different i mean just talk about the way it was a little bit different than last night yeah i mean um i don't personally see it as much different i think we still brought the same intensity yeah. uh we just didn't make the key ones that we really needed to make that was that was the big difference they were making uh a couple more shots than last night so that that helped them a little bit. So, what, yeah. What do you guys do to kind of regroup? It's obviously all on the line tomorrow. You know what's at stake tomorrow. Yeah, I think we just keep doing what we're doing. We have a routine going throughout the day, so I think we just keep keep it that, and uh, hopefully the rest will fall follow. Yeah. We'll see you tomorrow, Tom. All right, thank you. All right, that was the lead for. Team McCormick, Tom Howell, and those guys will be back to fight this thing out again. You know, obviously a big day getting ready for tomorrow, Jerry. We'll talk about it in just a quick second. But you wanted to talk and mention, you know, about the TV broadcast tonight.
3: Yeah, you know what? Uh, NBC Sportsnet has really done a great job here. And uh, enjoy the coverage immensely. There's definitely a difference in feeling between how curling's broadcast down here mm-hmm. compared to Canada. And I'm enjoying it, to be honest. It's, uh, you know, it's a feel like uh, in, in Canada. There's, a, it's a lot more relaxed of a of a broadcast, and I think somebody mentioned golf as a good comparison to it. And, yep. you know, I think that makes a lot of sense. And and where our game came from in Canada, yep. in, in that uh, kind of setup, down here, it's it's being broadcast with some intensity. You know, Jason Nap and Pete Fenson in the booth are really, you know, try to ramp up the excitement in there. Yeah. And it's fun.
2: And, and I'll say this too I'm going to just say this on, a, on a, kind of a personal my opinion but you know you've seen some of the curling community you know calling out Jason Knapp he, you know he doesn't understand the game and you know he's he's not a his depth of the game may not be what a Pete Fenson is but you know when I hear a lot of the inside curling community you know kind of I don't want to say take shots but you know some things here or there you know I kind of put myself in his shoes in a lot of ways I mean while well, my curling background is much steeper than his Uh, he's a setup guy he's a play-by-play guy he's setting the table for Pete Fenson to do what he does and that's to deliver his commentary and color analyst on the shots he's seeing and the shots he thinks the players should play and you know I think those guys have done a really good job down there and also on that note you know, when you're bringing curling into so many homes, and it just it's fantastic to even have live Olympic, I don't care what it is, but to have this thing broadcast live into homes that the majority of the people watching actually, and that's something for the curling community to remember, that the majority of people watching don't know, they know very little about the sport of curling, Jerry.
3: Yeah, you're looking at about 20,000 members uh, that actually play the game in the United right. States. And a lot of those people even are still relatively new to the game, so understanding yeah. some of the information and terminology is, is, is tough. So it, it's a small fraction of the audience, and, and the job of, uh, of Jason and, and Pete is to educate the fans on the game. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's going to be dumbed down. It's going to be, you know, played to, uh, you know, some more common sports terms that, you know, maybe don't quite match perfectly with curling. But uh, you know, in order to draw new fans to the game, we have to make sure that we don't make it too complicated for them, and, and uh, you know, make it make them feel like they're they you know they're not included. Yeah. You know, when, when the terminology and everything confuses people, they're going to turn the channel off and go elsewhere.
2: Yeah, I agree. All right, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, tomorrow, game threes, decisive games. Team USA will be crowned on the women's and on the men's side. For the right to represent the United States of America at the 2018 Winter Olympics, it's just something you don't get to see every day. It's going to be a special day here. First game: Nina Roth, Jamie Sinclair, 10 a.m. local time here in Omaha, Central Standard Time, and then obviously tomorrow night, 6:30 p.m. live on NBC Sports Net here in Omaha. That will be Team Schuster and Team McCormick. You know. I don't know if you want to change any kind of prediction you would just want to talk about it tomorrow i you know on our trials preview special went with schuster and and nina roth and then you know before we began the best of three stuck with schuster but something about the way jamie was playing said give me give me jamie i i still think you throw a coin up tomorrow in that in between nina and jamie it could fall anyway i just there's almost no way to predict it I've called it both ways. I just have no idea. At this point, I'm going to throw my hands up and just say, I think it's literally going to come down to the bitter end. But it's important to note, Jamie does have the hammer. However, the four games that we've had played in the finals, the team that started with hammer all have lost.
3: Which is uncommon. You know, the hammer itself is somewhere between about a 55 to 60% advantage starting the game out of the gate. Yeah. So, the you know, all four games, the team who did win has overcome a, a disadvantage to start the game. I picked Jamie from the start, before the event started. Schuster was my men's pick. I think I have to stick with him at this point. Yeah. I think my strong prediction will be another extra end in the women's game. Why not? <laughs> I, I think that we're probably headed that way. Yes, sir. It's uh, It's been a tight battle all the way through. Uh, both teams have played very well. And, uh, you know, I don't expect anything different tomorrow.
2: Yeah, green on the men's side. Again, Schuster McCormick going to do it again. I just feel like when John Schuster plays like they did tonight, those guys came out focused. They realized what they obviously knew, their backs were against the wall. It's a spot they've been in before. I just don't think they were going to be denied last night. Heater McCormick played, and his entire team played a fantastic game last night. They will have to play like that like they did last night in the first game of this best of three. They will have to play like that once again to knock off John Schuster tomorrow night.
3: Yeah, I I think it comes down to John. Yeah, it, it, it's how do they come out and how do they prepare for tomorrow? The maturity level, the experience, I think will come through. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm predicting a Schuster win. But, uh, you know, Heater can stand on his head on any given day. Yep. The shot making up and down that McCormick lineup is uh, very strong. So, uh, you know, again, another one where I think this time it's going to come down to the end. I think there will be a bit of uh, you know, tension in in the lineup, and yep. it's that thing. Both teams have to find ways to remain loose and aggressive on the ice, and if they can overcome those nerves, they'll have a great chance of winning the game.
2: All right, that's going to do it from high atop the bird's nest in Baxter Arena. Price Atkinson from the 12th in Sports Network, Jerry Gertz, president and CEO of Curling Zone. We will be back one final time to do this for the last time tomorrow night right here on the extra extra in podcast with the 12th in sports network powered by isogenics see you tomorrow night
1: thanks for being with us on this edition of the extra extra in podcast with price atkinson follow price and the 12th in sports network crew on twitter and facebook to stay up on our weekly contests, giveaways and guests for upcoming episodes of the extra extra in podcast powered by isogenics